0: Having learned last time about the problems of murmuring, in this episode we'll learn some practical helps for how to deal with it. Here's Pastor David.
1: And here's the thing that I want you to understand. You, you, when you murmur, you think that this is something that's going to stay private. But what does the Lord say in Luke 12? He says, This is Luke 12, 2 through 3. There's nothing covered up that won't be exposed and nothing secret that won't be made known. Therefore, what you have said in darkness will be heard in the daylight and what you have whispered in private rooms will be shouted from the housetops. Here's the thing. Murmuring hurts people. You may just be angry and need to vent. You just need to get it off your chest, right? But what happens is that person hears about it and it hurts them, and the body has an issue. Or the person who you're venting to gets very uncomfortable and starts to feel like there's an issue with the body. Or the person you vent to happens to have an issue with gossiping, and they go tell everybody else that this one's mad at this one, all of which are are negative. And I don't know, we're getting getting real now, okay? I understand that. Please know that I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just being real. If we're going to be one body, if we're going to be one family, I'm not going to be the family who at Thanksgiving dinner pretends like Uncle Amos isn't a drunk and Sister Susie isn't, you know, doing this and that and this one's not having these problems. I'm not going to do that. We're going to deal with stuff, real stuff. Okay? And it might be a little bit uncomfortable, but in the end of the at the end of the day, we'll be stronger. Our body will be stronger. And so face this. Ask yourself, ask the Holy Spirit to identify for you either whether this is something that you need to deal with now or to help you to figure out how to make sure this never happens for you. That's what you should be doing through this. All right. So let's look at what we read in 1 Peter as instructions for how to treat one another. This is 1 Peter 3, 8 through 9. It says, finally, all of you be of One, you just see a pattern here at all? I don't know, I'm seeing something. It's a lot of that. Having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted, Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Look, it's clear from scripture that we are called to love each other, to look out for one another, and to forgive one another. These are clear callings. We know that's what we're supposed to be where we're supposed to be. So when the person's sitting a few seats from you, if you've got an issue there, you've got a clear calling about how to deal with that, what your heart should be like about that issue. Now, what about murmuring against the leadership of the church? Let's look at a verse. This is Hebrews 13:17. It says this, "'Continue to follow and be submissive to your leaders.'" since they are watching over your souls as those who will have to give a word of explanation. They're going to have to give an account. Between them and God, they'll have to give a word of explanation for the things that they did. By doing this, you will be letting them carry out their duties joyfully and not with grief, for that would be harmful for you. Here are a couple words that humans seem to intensely dislike. Submission and authority. Anybody else starting to cry a little bit? We don't like, I don't like, you don't like it. Nobody likes it, right? We read things in scripture about submitting to one another and whatever, and we're just like, "Ah, I don't think it really means that. I think it just means be nice sometimes. We don't like it. It's not the human way. I would say it's not the American way. I always think like, oh, us Americans, we're just a bunch of cowboys. We don't like it. That's nonsense. It's in the scripture long before there was an America because no one has ever liked to be submissive. What did Satan tell Eve? You can be like God. Translation, you don't have to be submissive to him. You can be just like him. You can know what he knows. You can do what he does. Is that good? You can do what he does. I make good mouth word. Um. All right, here we go. We don't like to be submissive, right? And I'm not going to do a whole thing on submission right now. Let's concentrate on this. And they're probably, um, I don't know about other pastors. I don't know about other pastors, but I'm going to be real with you, okay? I don't know how, how many people share this, but here's the deal. Because I love you, and I love our church, and I'm going to share this with you because I think it's going to make us stronger. When you murmur, when you murmur against the leadership, it causes me serious grief, serious grief. It is hard on me. It is hard on my family. It's hard on the elders, it's hard on their families. When you murmur, it hurts people. It makes a job that should be joyful, difficult already, but should be joyful, grievous, hard, toil, difficult. Those are the facts, those are the facts. So I know that you think that because I'm a lawyer, that I don't have a heart. And I I understand that, but when I became a pastor, the Bar Association actually gave me mine back. So I actually can feel bad. I don't, but I could. Um, No. Here's the thing. You have no idea how hard it is on the leadership of the church. You have no idea how hard it is when there's murmuring. Because it's the office of the leaders of the church to help the church be unified, to be one, to love one another. And when we see murmuring, whether it's between people to each other or whether it's between people to the leadership, it is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's difficult. I'm not going to dwell anymore on this issue because I love you guys. I don't, I'm not trying to make anybody be like, oh, wow, well, you know, I shouldn't have said that. Or That's not the point. That's not the point. The Holy Spirit convicts you about something and that's between you and Him. I forgive anybody for anything they've ever said. Okay? And you all should be forgiving each other for anything that you all have said against one another because it goes both ways. Forgiveness, love, forbearance, long suffering goes both ways. The murmurer and the murmur Okay? Those are new words. Um, both have to forgive, both have to love. Okay? I just want us to be aware of the schemes of Satan. I want you to be aware that it's real that it really causes issues. It's not just biblical stuff that, that's you know, in there for no reason. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. So I want us to be serious about being in one accord, rushing along together in unison so that this body can be strong and powerful, bringing the good news of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, the risen, to the people of this community and to the people around the world who we affect. We will never do that if we divide ourselves. Never. I want us to be one. That prayer that Jesus had, I want that. I want it bad. So let's get down to two questions, because there are a couple of issues that may come up in your mind. First question, what should I do if I have an issue with someone, with a person, or with the leadership? How should I handle that? Second question, what should I do if someone starts murmuring to me about somebody else? Let's get practical. Let's get practical. So on the first question, um, you will from time to time have issues with your brothers and sisters um, or the leadership, and some of those issues may even from time to time be legitimate issues. You may have real ones. So here's the deal. Most of the time, they will not be. Most of the time, they will not be things that you need to bring up to anyone. Most of the time, you can take care of it through forbearance and forgiveness and mercy and grace. You know, like the mercy and grace that Jesus has shown you, you can do that and forget about it and move on and think about the person and treat them how you'd want to be treated and just give them some grace. Most issues are that way. You don't need to say a word to anyone. You can let it go, forgive, and let your heart be clear of it. Now, that means forget. That means let your heart be clear. It doesn't mean you're holding on to it forever, thinking about how good of a person you are that you never brought it up. That will just cause pride and more other problems. that will cause a whole different issue with the church. you got to forget about it. you got to say, my brother or my sister, I love them. That's gone. Let me just think good thoughts. Let me put them above myself. Let me think about their interest and let it go. Most of them, but there will from time to time become issues that you can't deal with that way for a couple couple reasons. One, you just don't have the ability. Sometimes you just don't have the ability to just let something go. You have to deal with it. Usually those are going to be times where because if you don't deal with it, you're sort of enabling a really negative thing to go on. And you don't want to do that because people do really sin you know, and make mistakes. And some of those things do need to be addressed. So how do you address them? How do you address them properly? Well, luckily for us, It's not really luck. It's providence. Uh, The Lord has spoken very clearly. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has given us a clear policy, if you will, for how to deal with these problems. Look at Matthew 18, 15 through 17. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Who else is in the room? Nobody. You and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. It's over. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Let's hug. Move on, right? But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And that's a a biblical principle, that we want two or three witnesses to establish an issue. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, Let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Now, that's easy to understand. It's an easy policy or description of what to do. It's easy to understand, but it is incredibly hard to do. That's why the whole murmuring thing happens, because it's really hard to go and face somebody, right? It's very hard, but that's the first step. And if that doesn't work, go grab a couple elders, Let them know what's going on, that you've already spoken to this person, that they're obstinate, unwilling to see the issue. Let the elders help you. Maybe you'll find out it's really not their problem, it's yours. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be time for them to go and deal with the person. If that doesn't work, it's got to come to the church. And if they won't hear that, they're out. Disunity is there, (laughs) is what's happening. They're outside the church. They're outside the protection of the church at that point. That should never happen. That should never happen because it's very clear what we're called to, to bear with one another, to forgive one another. If we're living in the spirit, if you're living in the spirit and the other person's living in the spirit, you should never get past step one. Step one should resolve everything. Actually, step zero, letting it go, should resolve most everything. And then those few things that need to go to step one should be solved there. If you get down to that last step, you got, we got big problems, we got big problems. Okay. So, um, what if the person is really intimidating to you? And so it's just easier to tell other people about it. There are no exceptions that I see here in the Scripture. If the issue is not one that you can forbear, then you're going to have to pray for strength and gird up your loins, as the Bible would say, and Put on your big girl pants is basically what that means. I'm saying that. I don't know if that's exactly what it means. Um, And you're going to have to go talk to them. You have to deal with it. And that's part of you becoming stronger as a Christian. But there is no exception for that person really intimidates me, so I'll go tell this other person. There's no exception for that. It's not the way it works. What do you do, second question, if someone wants to murmur to you, they want to talk about somebody else to you, really, really simple. You ready? You tell the person to go talk to the person they have an issue with. Okay. John comes to Jane to murmur about Bill. Jane says to John, go talk to Bill. There's your example. Very simple, right? I'm not going to listen to it. Have you talked to the other person about it? Are you now in step two of Matthew 18? Is that where we are? Well, no, I haven't talked to them. Well, Go talk to them about it. Don't talk to me about it take it to them. Scripture's clear. Go to them. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? You know, the last thing that you want to do, the last thing when you get upset is to let your intimidation or your fear of saying to somebody else what needs to be said, cause you to murmur or to leave. Because that's the other thing that happens. I can't deal with it. I can't face the person. So I'm gonna go to one of the many other menu choices in Clark County, right? There are other churches, there are. Some of them are good churches, but guess what? If you were called here, you were called here. You don't get to go somewhere else. You don't get to get upset and leave. It doesn't work like that. And I'm telling you this, clearly, the Lord calls you to do certain things, you do them. There's no running away. That's when whales swallow people, right? (laughs) That's how that works. I know there probably aren't any whales. Maybe there's one in the Columbia River. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't do that. If God calls you to another church legitimately, you should be leaving the first church with a good report, right? And the love of the people saying, yeah, we see that God's called you to go there. There should never be slipping out the back door happening. If you're doing that, you are not in maturity. Deal with it. You're not in maturity if you slip out the back door. God's never called anyone. That I know of. Now, maybe like in the snake handling church, you come in at Sunday morning, they start taking the snakes out, and you're like, uh huh, I'm <laughs> right. Fair enough, okay? And when we do that, go ahead and sit by the back door. Other than that, if he's called you to a body of believers, he expects you to be one body with them. And if you leave to be part of another part of the big body, that should be something that is, but you're sent on your way with love and prayers. Not that you've done because you're afraid to face this issue, okay? Give get me started. All right. Here's what Proverbs says. Proverbs 26, 17 and Proverbs 26, 20. First one says, he who passes by and meddles in a quarrel, not his own, is like one who takes a dog by the ears. If you don't know what that is like, go find like a Doberman and just go up and grab him by the ears and see what happens. You'll get an idea of how that works. Hold on tight. Um, The next one, verse 20, for lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. Where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. That secret secret thing that you're upset about that you don't want to talk about publicly, if that's not there, there's no problem. Right? For lack of fuel for lack of wood the fire goes out if you won't hear a murmurer murmuring can't happen it takes two at least to get a murmur going murmur can't happen with just one person murmuring to the to themselves that's just some sort of you know issue that that's different but it doesn't go anywhere right It can't start a fire that spreads and divides and causes discord that can't happen if you don't listen so you tell them to go to somebody else. It's unwise to get involved in issues that have nothing to do with you. I know that we think that we're just we're, we're all just counseling. We're just giving them the opportunity to say what they need to say. Here's the deal. When you do that and someone's murmuring, your silence, your failure to tell them they should go take that to somebody else, is considered consent by the person who's talking to you to what they're saying. They assume that you agree. In the law, we have this, this, uh, I guess, legal fiction that if somebody says something in your presence and you don't deny it, you're basically considered to have admitted it. So when someone's talking to you and you think, well, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be rude, I don't want to have to confront this person. Well, just let them say what they have to say, and then I'll sort of go away. They're assuming your silence means consent to what they're murmuring about. Now, you're on their team, and, they, and it builds up. The fire gets stronger, and they go seek others to get on their team. If you stop it right at the beginning, it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. You're doing yourself and your brother or sister a favor by simply telling them to take this to the person who they're, who they're upset with. You're helping disciple them and yourself. You're growing. The church is growing. Unity is staying together as that happens. You know, that that moment where you go to that other person can sometimes be a more unifying moment than if it hadn't happened. There can sometimes be relationship built in those moments where one person's upset with somebody else and, and has the courage to go to them. That can be more unifying for the church than if no one had ever been upset in the first place. Think about that. Think about that. Okay. We are imperfect people, and we will make mistakes. But We actually have quite a strong church and quite a unified church. I'm not telling you this because I think we have all kinds of murmuring issues. Okay? That's not why I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because we are, for the most part, in unison rushing along, and I know what's coming. Things come in small doses sometimes, but I know what's going to come. There's going to be, Satan's going to try to drive a bus right through the middle of the pack and divide us all in every direction. And we're going to become not very active, not very useful if we start to divide. So that's why I'm telling you this. That's why we're talking about this. I want us to avoid the temptation to murmur and be strong in our unity. Um, If you have had an issue for yourself, if this has been an issue for you, Everybody struggles with different things, although I think most people struggle with this one. Um, repent. Turn away from it. Let the Lord forgive you. God promises us that if, we're, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it's over, and there's no problem with it, and there's no shame in it, and enter yourself back into unity and move forward if that's what's going on. okay, He'll remove your sin as far as east is from west. I want to end with this exhortation from Scripture for us. This is for our church and every church. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment.
0: some powerful truth today and i hope you learned a lot i know i did and if this kind of real no nonsense bible teaching is something you need more of in your life come see us this sunday morning at axe church in vancouver washington directions and all the info you need are just a click away at axechurchnw.org or call 360-885 9000. I hope you'll come see us, or better yet, come and stay. Well, that wraps up our time for today. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our next episode for more with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate.